another basketball pod. No, I'm not Tommy Craft. The man, the myth, the legend isn't here this week. Um, but I am once again joined by dear friend Jack Crawley. How are we, mate? Good, mate. I'm here to talk some free agency. Hey, it's been a bit. We've uh, been offline for a little while, but I think we're just uh, accumulating takes as we're waiting to start up. Yeah, yeah. Um, we missed the July 1st, which was... Probably a mistake on our part, but to be fair, I don't feel. I feel like there's only been you know two or three really big things happen. The really big things that I think that we could sandwich into a pod. We could have done a couple of emergency ones, but I think uh, life was a bit too hard for that one at that time. Um, yeah. How do you think of the free agency so far? <sighs> yeah, shocking. Actually, I don't know. It's been weird. It's been it's been a really weird free agency, and now it's like. It's at the point where it could be one of the biggest ones that we'll we'll have in the decade, uh, and it certainly didn't seem like that on the day. It seemed like that going up, you know, before before July first, when all the Kyrie stuff was kicking up, and he might not resign there. And then uh, and then they they were all staying just before the deadline. We were like, oh okay, I guess I guess free agency is going to be pretty chill this year, and then. Everything went, got flipped upside down. <laughs> classic, literally everything. Classic Kyrie and Kevin Durant have to make everything about them. This is one of those two K off seasons where every, <laughs> all the star players just get traded to each other's teams, and the entire roster looks completely different the following the following game. Mate, it's um, it's interesting. So we'll we'll break down what you were just talking about. So you got. The uh the Brooklyn Nets scenario. So beforehand we had the Kyrie Irving, um, surprise surprise was not happy, which has been a constant case for everyone in the last five years. Would you say opting in? Everyone thought okay, it's just going to be the Nets, and then Kevin Durant drops that big four, big uh big news four hours before free agency. Um, look, I think people would have listened to a lot of pods, and there is a. If you're like us, you've probably heard every take under the sun. Where he's going? Where's he going? What's he doing? What did you think about the Kevin Durant saying he wants out of Brooklyn? I just the timing of it was so strange. It doesn't make sense for him. It doesn't make sense for the team. And it's just the league is in this impossible situation now to try to facilitate a trade for him. Are we going to get into the K- the KD stuff now? Yeah, we can. Yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah. All right. I cannot this this will end up being the most complicated trade in NBA history. Agreed. I it's just it's so it's so impossible for one team to trade with KD or for KD, for KD rather, especially with the asking price that the Nets are reportedly you know throwing out teams. I can't see this happening with two teams. It has to be at least three teams, probably four. Yeah, well, the the thing is as well is we'll get into him a bit later, but you, we've just seen Dejounte Murray go for three picks and a and a swap. Just saw Rudy Gobert go for the same thing. Those guys combined aren't the, aren't the same player as Kevin Durant. So you look at the 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 packages that are going around right now. That they're, they're not that much better than what the Hawks gave up for Murray and what the. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves just gave up for uh, Gobert. Really, it's just yeah. The play. If anything, yeah. those packages are 
like at, at, in terms in terms of like security through picks like those packages are probably more than what the nets are going to get the nets might get a couple of players but they won't get players to the caliber of kd and then you just got on top of that whatever team's trading for them is just completely gutting their team mm. and there's no team in a position to do that right now well you just said it's probably going to be the most complicated so what are some of the factors that are making it so complicated ben simmons on the roster pretty much rolls out all the good young guys in the league because I can't remember the name of the rule. Um, oh, I, I just remember it with Anthony Davis um, going to Boston. That was the big hurdle with him going to Boston with Kyrie. Yeah. You, but essentially, it's just every single young player in the league. Uh, that mean, Because Benson's on the roster, they can't actually facilitate... They can't be on the same roster together. It's the... So it, you cannot have two players that are on an extension off their rookie contract. That's the rule. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So who are the players that does that rule out of then? There's one really big one that I think probably would get the Miami deal done if he was part of it. All right. So these are the players. 12 notable players. According, this is from an article of CBS Sports. Uh, Doncic, Trey Young, SGA, Darren Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Bam, Tatum, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid. That's a that's a big list. <laughs> that's and a lot of these teams would would have been like like the Suns. Mm. They're involved, so they they can't because they can't trade Devin Booker. Who, not that they would anyway. They pretty much have to gut out the rest of their entire roster, which is one of the reasons why that was such a good. Uh, regular season team because of the, all their depth and you're just going to kill that well I think that's just going to happen anyway but it's interesting you're saying that um, with Devin Booker he just also signed the new extension so yeah. you'd think it'd be one of those situations you were looking at a sign and trade for Aiden and Mikhail Bridges personally I actually really love the idea of a starting five of maybe maybe not Kyrie but then you have Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and Royce O'Neal. That actually sounds like a pretty good five to me if I'm yeah. the Nets, plus all the picks. Yeah, I, I think the Nets will be in a pretty good position once they get off of KD. Yeah. If they manage to get the sort of asking prices they're asking for, which, honestly, if you're the Timberwolves or the Hawks, are you kind of kicking yourself now? That I you... was just about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> especially the Hawks. The Hawks would be. Yeah. I think if you're the Hawks, you're kicking yourself because you could have offered up the John Collins, Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and just bulk picks. And I think you're you're in there. You're in with a sniff. I don't think, by what I've heard and read, um, the idea that John Collins is going to get you a big fish is kind of a bit far fetched these days. Um, oh yeah, Zach Lowe absolutely. reported that Hawks fans will probably be disappointed by what a John Collins trade would receive. Um, yeah. But, man, I, I'm not the biggest trade guy. I think that's very fair. And I know you're not the biggest trade guy as well. And I don't yeah. think fucking Tom is. I think this is just a very anti-trade board. But a Trey Young and Kevin Durant two, one-two punch would be fucking unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Um 
yeah, both those packages that those players got traded for, I if I'm Brooklyn, I would have traded Kevin Durant for them, mm. especially the the Minnesota one. Just that is unbelievable that trade. Yeah, absolutely unreal. We'll um get to that trade because I think you and I have a lot to say with yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. So, but also I think I was listening to Zach Lopod yesterday, and. Yeah, one of the reasons it's going to get so complicated is because Brooklyn are pretty... Like, their hard cap's going to restrict them from a lot of movement as well. Yeah. So, even in regards to that Phoenix one, um, they could possibly get KD there, but they couldn't also get Kyrie there because the they, Phoenix isn't up all their money with the KD one to begin with. I Yeah, I think... Any trade scenario, we need to get out of our minds that Kyrie and Kevin Durant are, are going together. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. I think it's really... I, I personally, just from an outside perspective, think it's... Oh, you got to think that Kyrie and Kevin Durant... Something with that relationship is... There's a fracture in that. Like, I'd be stunned. Like, if Kevin Durant's as best as close with him as he says he is... You think that once he's opted in, they'd give this one last season. Um, and it was reported this uh, yesterday, or I think this morning, the Lakers are talking to Kevin, uh, talking to the Nets about a Westbrook um, Nets, a Westbrook and Kyrie deal. Um, I don't think that's actually too ridiculous because uh, Joe Zai, the owner of the Nets, is one of the richest owners. So if anyone's going to be able to buy out a forty-seven million dollar contract. It's Joe Zai. Oh. Um, but then again, I I guess you, you get the 2027-2029 pick. I thought it was really funny that the Lakers were there. Go- um, apparently, it was, re- it was also reported. Yeah, that was it yesterday. The Lakers reported that, uh, oh, the Lakers are demanding um, Seth Curry instead of Joe Harris. I'm like, dude, you guys... Yeah, are- I saw that. I laughed so hard. You guys are getting off fucking Russell Westbrook. You are demanding nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I cannot see where this is heading at all. By the, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a trade in the world that anybody could come up with that's gonna make make this all make sense, and that's that I'm gonna like before it actually happens. Well, mate, I tell you, there is a uh, there is a trade that I think would have been perfect. If someone held on to it, and it would have been a great destination for Kevin Durant to go to, it would have been the Ben Simmons trade if the fucking Philadelphia 76ers held off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been the perfect trade. Instead, they're stuck with um, poor old James Harden. <laughs> um, so, mate, we got this. this brings up to what I was telling you. Um, off airs, there was a couple of little thoughts that I think hasn't been reported. So, okay, we'll, we'll just do... Actually, no, we'll do it, and then we'll, I'll get you where you think he's going. All right, so, Jack, I want you to spare a thought. The Houston Rockets. Now, everyone's saying what a good deal this is. You come from a team that was very much the beneficiaries of the Brooklyn Nets doing a certain give-all-our-future-away to this. It's a bit different. Yes. Because they're actually the other teams getting kept. They're they're trading Kevin Durant, and they're going to get all these other stuff back. Yeah. If you're the Houston Rockets, wouldn't you rather Kevin Durant be there? 
because I think regardless of what the Nets get, they're still going to be in the, the semi-competitive range. But on top of that, they'll be young semi-competitive. Yeah. If the Kevin Durant's there, they're going to be competitive for one, two years, but then he's going to eventually fuck off and then they're going to be really, really bad. So if you're the Rockets, everyone's saying the Rockets are winners in this. I feel like the Rockets are actually losing. Yeah. I suppose you're kind of right. I don't know. You've just wigged me out. <laughs> you've, you've honestly wigged me out. Because when you think about it, the Nets will be getting young players. And these picks for the Houston Rockets are going all the way back. So wouldn't they rather the Nets be really good really quickly and then off the back of a six, uh, player going into year 16 and Kyrie Irving, who is very volatile, wouldn't you rather that? Because there's more likelihood that these 2027 20, picks are going to be yeah. fucking unreal rather than yeah. getting a package of Aiton, Mikhail Bridges, all these young guys that are only going to get better together as we go yeah, into the future. Yeah, well, I guess they're kind of banking on that whoever gets traded to the Nets isn't going to want to stay there. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, you make up a, you make a good point. You make a good point. I'd actually, I'm probably a bit upset by that too if I'm the Houston Rockets. If you, because if you read all the trade grades and like all like like Bleacher Report, shout it by the way, Bleacher Report, your free agency has been and recent six months I reckon Bleacher Report has turned into the new screen rant of sports yeah, podcast. Absolutely. So would you rather would what what future would you rather with the Rockets? Well, you'd I get yeah I guess you'd prefer having it implode in two years as opposed to possibly just middle pack tier for the next 10. But you can't be unhappy about uh, turmoil happening at a team where you own a lot of their future. Mm. So I think any turmoil is good turmoil for them. Yeah. Okay. It's better than them competing for a ring for the next few years, you know? Yeah. All right, next one. Spare a thought for Royce O'Neal. Yeah. That motherfucker had probably one of the weirdest days in NBA history. Gets traded early in the morning for a first-round pick to the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sure he woke up, licking his lips. I'm out of fucking Utah. Those two superstars that hate each other. I'm going to Brooklyn with KD Kyrie. Three hours later, KD asked for a trade. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably sitting there every morning thinking, like, where the fuck is my messages from, like, KD and Kyrie? Let's run it back. Let's run it, big man. Let's go get a ring. And then, he, and then he starts seeing the tweets, all, all, the, all the breaking news about KD leaving. He's like, fuck. <laughs> He'd be so up. That, that is literally a wave of emotions. I'd, I'd <laughs> would you rather that or would you rather be the Luke Ridnow traded three times in like two days? That was crazy. I was trying to remember who that was. Yeah, no, that that is insane, that one. I don't... Like, yeah, that has to be one of the most unlucky things I've ever heard in my entire life. Although Royce is definitely up there, but yeah, three three times and what was it like a like a two days? I a think day. it was yeah, two days. Yeah, yeah, that was insane. All right, we got. Uh, we'll go three more. Steve Nash. Pro- yeah, RIP. Probably one of the unluckiest coaching hires ever. Comes in thinking. Fuck! I didn't win a didn't win a championship as a player. I'm gonna join this coaching staff with. By the way, he he literally got the job because he's Steve Nash, not because he was a good coach. Like, say what you have a say. I'm wrong or whatnot, but the dude literally all the experience he had was a consultant for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, 
And I think he did like some individual training yeah. of players. Yeah. Got the job. And then <laughs> has first year. Durant is balling, but Kyrie is in and out injured. Gets the James Harden one. Fucking unreal. Yeah, everybody's like, this team's going to fucking win. Toe away from the conference finals. Starts next year. Kyrie not playing. James Harden knocks for a trade. Kevin Durant gets injured. And then now... <laughs> gets swept in the first round. Gets swept in the first round. And quite... It wasn't a close sweep. It was a fucking... Yeah. Dem- it was demolition. the only sweep of the entire playoffs. Yeah. Now it looks like that he's going to actually have to do some real coaching because KD and Kyrie are leaving. Yeah. I don't think he'll stick around for, like, the foreseeable future. He'll, he'll probably just... When's his contract end, actually? That's a good question. I don't know. Remember, I just remember when he got signed, I remember KD and Kyrie doing this live chat, and Kyrie said two very interesting things, how they were pretty much the general managers of the team and how they don't need to be coached. Yeah. So was it four years? Four years in 2020, so he's there until 2024. I'll be very interested to see what happens next year. Yeah, if 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 this blows up to the point where they've got a lottery team type of roster, um, he won't be there by the end of the year. We'll say though. They'll probably they'll probably let him go as like a just to just to have him not involved. You know, like you don't have to go through this, bro. If you're him and they get the Aiton Mikhail Bridges package, surely you consider seven seconds or less offense. Surely. Oh yeah, now's the time to get experimental with your team. Now, now you can actually see what type of coach he is because he had two hugely ball dominant players who like the ISO, and now, and now you can kind of run like a a fun a fun offense. Yeah, because you're gonna have players with way less ego to deal with. Yeah, you're not gonna have the you're not gonna be coaching your general managers. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, uh, People involved in the ownership making the decisions. <laughs> um, all right, two more. Katie's legacy. Now, LeBron's moved a lot of teams, but I think it's fair to say he'll always have a home in Cleveland. Allen Iverson bullied his way out of Philadelphia. Still will always have a home in Philadelphia. Vince Carter pretty much shit on the city of Toronto. Is beloved in Toronto now. Yeah, I feel like... Half the fans love him, and then half of them are still like, nah, fuck Vince Carter. Like, that yeah. dude fucked us over. That one's a little bit more... Yeah. Yeah. That That's that's the one that's out there. Like, yeah. Yeah. But where's KD's beloved? Because right now, I don't see the OKC one ha- um, fixing itself. And I don't think um, KD has the... I don't want to say balls, but... <laughs> He will never apologize about going to Golden State. Um, and yeah. no one had a problem with Golden State. People had a problem with um, you just joined the team that beat us. Going to Golden State, that's Steph City, Steph's team, Steph's town. Going to Brooklyn and has completely fucked that situation. And then, conveniently, the two teams he puts on his list are the two best teams in the conferences in terms of where they yeah. were at the end of the regular season. Yeah. So, hey, I want to go play for this good team, but there's no realistic way that that team is still the same team when I go there. With four years so, on the contract still. With Yeah, he's he's it really is an impossible situation. That's what we mean. Like, There's just no... 
straightforward way that he leaves the nets, let alone goes to a contender. Mm. But where where do you, do you think the OKC side of things can fix itself? Do you do you, no do you, never? You don't. T- KD K, K, KD's basketball home is Twitter. He, he doesn't have a team. <laughs> That's so true. He doesn't have a team. But seriously, it and I think the biggest it. If you look at players right now, and Katie has said that those two championships he got with the Warriors didn't satisfy him, and we all know why it didn't. But if you look at the players that haven't won championships or players that have won one, I man, look how much it means to Allen Iverson every time he goes back to Philly, the love he gets from those fans. I yeah. I real and I think on the pod we've been really adamant that like guys that stay there, like that really does mean something. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, an entire city, state, country loves you for pretty much the rest of your life. Exactly, and Dirk. Yeah, and KD's not going to have that. And, no, and for someone that I, the way he argues with people is almost to the point of like, I'm envisioning envisioning Homelander in the boys. KD is so he argues, 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 but deep, deep down, just wants to be loved. Yeah. This is that's fucking kind of funny to be honest, and he can be like real, real, real manipulative and like cheap with his insults. Yeah, that's funny. He's the yeah. Um, okay, last one. This is a a, a league wide one. So we all talk about the player empowerment era. Players going taking control, going to better situations. You saw this even to the extent of Ben Simmons last year. Though the team had a lot of control and said, like, you're not, we're not training you until we train you, he still took the power in the sense of, okay, I'll just sit out until you guys fucking do something about this then. People want to say that that's the player's fault. And look, I agree. But how much does this go back to also the idea of what the Raptors created is winning a chip will make it worth it. So they went and got Kawhi for a year, did that, made it work, and won the chip. Kawhi leaves, everyone loves it. Speaking about beloved, fucking look at Kawhi. He went to Toronto and he'll be able to get a beer there anytime he wants. Um, seeing how the Lakers and the Nets have imploded in the last 18 months and teams like the Bucks, the Celtics, the Warriors, man, like uh, the Hawks, like Cleveland right now, these teams are building from the ground up. Yeah. Do you think that like, the player empowerment... Even Phoenix, most of their players Phoenix, are like yep. their draft picks, like... They, they do bring in ringers, but only within service to their culture. Yeah, and, like, I know the Heat have brought in a lot of people, but if you... they'll You, you hear about Heat culture all the time, and they yeah, exactly. bring players to fit that culture. I'm pretty sure this is on Zach Lowe as well, yeah. but, like, um, having something that was there before you as a player go there means that there's, like, a standard to, do up, to be a hold, a, held to. And that it's going to be there long after you're gone. Whereas when you go to places like LA, who was a steaming pile of shit for years before Aiden LeBron got there, and the same thing with the Nets, or the Nets were sort of they were building something, but they got completely traded away when they got all their stars and started contending for rings. They didn't have the same thing. They didn't have like a heat culture or like they were building to it. Veteran, they, they were yeah, dead yeah. Building they, if they if they had stayed on that path, who knows? You know, you kind of sacrifice your next 20 years by doing that. And teams are very much, like, the good organizations are, like, completely straying away from that. 
that's yeah like just for an example like that's that's why there's i just there's no people throwing out jalen brown in the kevin durant trades like oh jalen brown grant williams all these first and like rob williams and everything oh that's just yeah the Celtics is going to trade their entire young future the next 10 years for a guy that is probably only going to be there for two Mm. it's not going to happen especially after this went to finals so do you think the model of let's just go out get a star trade everything away is kind of is fading yeah i think it's especially for like a a player that's already on shitloads of money like this kd situation there's it's just impossible it's impossible to have like a good well-rounded team getting on that ship as it's sinking. Mm. Well, the other thing as well is I think even as a Boston fan, you'd be happy to admit that you guys probably have Chris Middleton's healthy. Yeah. And absolutely. That's, I think everybody would understand that. Yeah. And it, it just shows the idea of depth. Like look at the Warriors. They were one of the, they were, they were pretty deep. Like they had players probably from one, from one to 10 that you could at least run out for five minutes. Yeah. And same with, um, and that's probably where, the Celtics were going so well until the finals where they were probably like one yeah. or two players short. Yeah, they pretty much throughout the entire finals, they beat teams on having more depth players and they lost when a team, another team had more depth players than they did. Yeah. Um, but like to your Jalen Brown point, like I've heard Zach Lowe and um, a couple other people bring up the Ev- like Evan Mobley from the Cavs. And yeah. I'm just like, no way. There's no way. There's just, there's no like... Everybody knows how good KD is, but he's on so much money, and you have to give up so much to get him. Year sixteen, thirty, yeah, thirty-four, yeah, yeah, like not for me, man. It's it's, and we all yeah. love KD, but it's that's that's just not going to work. Like if I'm Phoenix, I'm doing everything in my power to keep Mikael Bridges. Because yeah, exactly. If I'm the Nets and I'm getting an Aiton Mikael Bridges swap, I know how good Aiton can be. But the idea in terms of team building that I've got Ben Simmons in this team, Mikhail Bridges is the perfect person to put next to him. He's dead set, like, the perfect player. Because yeah. run run threes, defend. Like, how good defensively would that Nets team be? It, yeah, he's really good at cutting too. It would be. He's just a great off-ball guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. It. I, I think the idea of as much... It's probably easy for us to say... In the sense that though the Cavs haven't won regularly, we have won a championship in the last ten years. Celtics have won a lot, fucking most winning team. But I do think the winning it for the chip is kind of fake. It, it, it's worth it. If we win the chip because teams like look at the Lakers right now. Teams you mortgage for a win, but then like, do you really want to pl- live the next five years as dog shit? Yeah. Like, I don't think any organ... I think, aside from the Raptors, who they still remained fairly competitive after Kawhi left, like, that was pretty much just, like, a one-term deal from the get-go, and they were happy to let him go and everything. Mm. You don't want to be a team that has to... You win a championship, and then for the next eight years, you're in the lottery, yeah. trying to get the next thing. You're trying to... Or you're always planning for the next five years, and then the next five years, and the next five years. You're never... Yeah. You're never current... All right, to finish it off quickly, make a long a long segment long. Realistically, where is he going? For fun, where do you want him to go? For fun? 
uh, probably Miami. Yep. Assuming they can keep the bulk of their roster, oh. that would be a fun. That would be a great fun team. Also, just fucking funny. Kevin Durant's extra claims came out that I only want to go to Miami if we keep Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, which is not possible, <laughs> as we've learned. <laughs> yeah, Miami would be fun. Pretty much any competitive, any like already competitive team would be fun. Where do I see him going? Some shit kicking Sacramento, uh, Houston, or I don't see him getting. I don't think this happens this off season. Yeah, this is going into the season and probably for a lengthy portion of it. Yeah, I would fun wise. I'd love to see him go back to OKC. I think it'd be yeah that and you know what OKC is definitely a type of team. Where you're like, look, we'll take him, but we want compensation for having to take on this shit contract. You think it's a shit contract? You. I think it's a shit contract, and the fact that um, it, it's just so much money, and he's old, and he's spat the dummy so many times. Mm. I don't think that's getting brought up enough with KD. It's not. I'm over him. Like honestly, yeah. I. I think I said at this season was the redemption arc for my me yeah. loving Kevin Durant again, but man, yeah. like they they literally paid they paid him knowing that he was going to miss the first season with them. They paid DeAndre Jordan because they knew that he was his best friend. They paid Kyrie Irving, but like let's be honest, they were always going to get Kyrie, want to get Kyrie if they could get Kyrie at that stage, and then. All this shit happens, and then he wants to again. The number one thing with KD is he wants to jump onto something that's already built and it's good to go. Like people want to don't want to give shit to like LeBron cops all this shit, but look at all the teams that he's come to. Like even going to Miami, yeah, he went to Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh came, but they came sixth that year. They they weren't good. Came to Cleveland, we fucking had the number one pick that year. Going to Lakers. He missed the playoffs the first year he went there. He has not gone to number one teams the way that Kevin Durant has gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've, I'm pretty much... i got nothing else to say about this. He's... Yeah, I'm just kind of over KD. Can't see a trade where this happens. Uh, what, like, I can't see a simple trade where this happens. This is going to be so complicated that a lot of people aren't going to understand it and it's going to take fucking ages to pull it off. Fuck it. Send him to Orlando. Fucking send him to Orlando. Yeah, send him to Quebec. <laughs> Quebec magic. That's what I'm That's what I'm hearing. Word on the link. Shout out Wojan Charles. Yeah. Watch him get traded in like two days. Yeah, look. After we've said all this. Yeah, I, 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 no one our fucking luck will post this and at the day we post it, yeah. The dickhead will go, oh, I'm going to fucking <laughs> the Quebec magic. Yeah. All right. No, I'm resigning. I'm staying within that. <laughs> I'm, res- I'm rescinding my uh, trade request. How are we recovering from the NBA Finals loss? Uh, still, no, I can't watch any footage of the Warriors like celebrating or I go on TikTok and there's montages of Steph and I can't watch any of that at the moment. I don't think I ever will be able to. Mate, watch it for motivation for next year. <sighs> yeah, I can't do it. Man. It hurts too much. <laughs> yeah, they celebrate like assholes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I bet you're feeling a little bit better. Um, the Two mornings ago, when we found out that they swung a trade, uh, Malcolm Brogdon heading to the Boston Celtics 
and you also managed to pick up uh, Danilo Gallinari on waivers. So, mate, yeah, the Indiana Pacers traded guard Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics for Malik Fitz, Nick Stauskas, 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 Jawan Morgan. Uh, you also sent Alex Naismith, who I actually had spared a little thought for you when that happened because I do know you really liked him and only Naismith is really yeah he is really good. He just found he, he got inconsistent at the worst moment for us and he didn't have minutes to like get back in the groove of it. Yeah, but Bill, if I'm a Pacers fan, I am happy to get him. He could be really good. He just didn't have consistent minutes at the, at the Celtics. Um. Yeah, also, by the paces, I'm absolutely stoked. Daniel Tice is on the way, and Jack, that, yeah. that's just added to the finals loss for you, I feel like. And a 2023 first-round pick. Mate, Brogdon heading your way. How are you feeling? It's a really good trade for the Celtics. Mm. Um, I also I also think it's a, like, I think it's a pretty big... I think it's a bit of a win-win scenario for both teams, to be honest. Like, the paces get a first. Neesmith could be really serviceable for them, especially in that system think he could be really good Tice is a great regular season backup um on like 15 to 20 minutes a game he can do it don't play him in the playoffs obviously <laughs> um even even like they're like Stasis and stuff like they, they're they're great uh bench guys so I think I think the Pacers have done well here but the it really this is just like a perfect fit for both teams as in like that contract was not going to fit well on many other rosters in the league. Mm. Malcolm Brogdon's contract. But it, the Celtics can work with it. It's like kind of like the perfect contract for and the player that they needed. The only issue with it for me is his injury history. And I'm about to make you feel a lot better about that. While he's been playing with the... So, I think I actually read that um, he probably has one of the worst NBA physicals ever, if I remember correctly. Um, everyone was scared of him to do it. So I'm going to read yeah, you I remember that. The, minute, the minutes he's played over his career. Yeah? So he started in 2016. So he played so 26, 30, 29, 30, 34, 33. So mm-hmm. those are the years he's played. I guarantee you, while he's at the Celtics, he is not going to crack over i reckon you'll be at the 26 minute mark yeah 25 26 that's exactly and like i'm pretty it's already pretty clear that he's coming off the bench yeah he's not going to play as many minutes and i've just gone through a season with kevin love who the last three years has missed x amount of games because of injury and then he started coming off the bench in that nice little 20 to 25 minute range didn't have a major injury all year i think it's been very underrated because i i've read a lot of reddit stuff and Yes, I've gone on to Reddit. Um, you're not the only one these days. Um, and Twitter. Reddit's great. It's a really good tool. It is great. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, I don't like. Um, but a lot of people have had this rhetoric that he's injury prone. They've given up this, which they didn't really give up a lot. Um, and it's for a player that they really need. Yeah, it's... He could be six man next year, honestly. Six man of the yeah. year next year. And... Another great part of it is that they didn't use a middle exception. Yeah. I think that's, what, 22 mil? Uh, it's... 18 to 20, something like no, that? No, no, it's not that much. It's like I think it's like 12 to four, 12 to 15, it can be. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, they didn't use that. And then they got Gallinari as well, uh, who is also a really 
like that's another really good pickup for the Celtics. Just some bench scoring. Because mm. fuck, we missed that. Um, and they still didn't use the exception there either. So now they're in a situation where like they could use it, but then they're gonna have to pay heaps in tax. Yeah. Or they just don't. Is the Brogdon so that is that is that did they use the trade exception from um the Fournier trade to get Brogdon? No, no, they I didn't. Don't think so. Oh. No, I think the salaries just worked out well. Maybe I don't know. What you? <laughs> you're making me doubt myself now. What did you think? <laughs> uh, what did you think about the Knicks offering uh, Eric, um, Fournier for the Fournier exception? Yeah, fucking good joke. <laughs> good joke. I don't think they did. Yeah. I don't think they did. Look, man, I think it was a great trade. Yeah, this is five hours ago. Celtics reportedly unluckily used big trade exception on substantial pace. Sick. Man, he, and I think the most important thing to remember, I think in that Kyrie year where you guys were slated to make it to the finals, Bill, Bill Simmons, shout out our, our Bill Simmons name drop on this pod, made a really good point that you guys had one too many guys. And I think if you get that trade exception and you trade for another player, you guys will be in the position again where you have one too many guys and not yeah, enough minutes. I agree. Brogdon can sl- slide in, take some of Derek White's minutes, some of Marcus Smart's minutes. I actually wouldn't be... Look, if someone came to me and said there was a Marcus Smart trade at the end sometime in the offseason, wouldn't be that surprised. Did I just hurt your feelings? Yeah... I can't see them get rid of Smart. Even during mid-season? Although now that they've got some point depth, it's a bit more possible. Especially the fact that they still got that exception. Yeah. Um, no, I can't see it. The only point right now where the Celtics will be lacking is a backup centre. Yeah, they're, they're, that's what... Um, a lot of people are saying they should use the exception for a backup center, but... It's a big exception for a... a it's a big exception, and they, it'll put them in tough cap position. Yeah. Uh, they're pr- Honestly, they're probably better off signing somebody for a vet man mm. and then seeing what happens to the set throughout the season. Yeah. Like, could, someone might come up. Right. Worst-case scenario in the playoffs, set a stagger... Robin Al again and go a bit smaller than usual. Man, I honestly think the Cavs might have fucked you guys with your backup centers because I tell you what, Robin Lopez at the Celtics as a backup center on a vet minimum deal would have been perfect. Yeah, he really would have been. Um, I think I've I've seen rumors along on Reddit sub on subreddits that uh, Celtics fans want Thomas Bryant, who, as we know, was the winner of the <laughs> Tommy Award. The Just Another Basketball Podcast. Great poet. Yeah, incredible poet. So he would be a great addition to the uh, the Boston Celtics. Um, speaking of centers, I cannot wait. Now we can put our uh, this is fucking shit hats on. The yeah. Jazz, the Utah Jazz made a trade with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Traded Denny's fucking struck again. Mate, he's how good is he? <laughs> how good is he? Rudy Gobert goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves with the Jazz receding with the Jazz receiving Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmaro, Walker Kessler, a draft pick from this year, Jared Vanderbilt, who I actually think is fucking unreal. Um, yeah, first round picks for 2023, 2025, 2027, and a protected 2029, which I think is only top five protected, and then 2026 they have a pick pick swap. 
Do yeah. you want to go first, or should I go first about how shit this trade is for the Minnesota Timberwolves? I'll say one thing, and then I'll let you ramble. <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves just earned our Poo Poo Platter Award, I think, for the offseason. I'm trying to remember the big fucking name we gave it. Uh, dog shit... Uh, Dog shit, dog shit on, on a poo poo platter. platter. Yep. Dog dog shit cheese spread on a poo poo platter. Early run out. Minnesota Tim. Yeah, <laughs> that is. They not only did they get fleece for role players, they got fleece for they got fleece in every single possible, like a way to look at this trade. Every every perspective they got fleeced. Who are you betting against? Yeah. Who? Who was offering that much for Rudy Gobert? Who? That contract is fucked. He can't catch the ball. Like, and I think we've been a pretty pro Rudy Gobert podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like when this isn't like a Trey Young situation where we don't actually like him that much. Like, we're all fans of Rudy. This is just a grossly negligent overpay. I think it's Tim Connolly coming in, going, "I've just been given this huge contract to be president of basketball operations, and I want to make the biggest move possible." Now, okay, I'll I'll put it in this way where it works out for the Timberwolves. You guys will be great in the regular season. Apparently, that's all they care about over in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tanner. Um, but the picks are ridiculous. Tim Connolly, I will give him credit. He made a name for himself by managing him and Sean Marks, I reckon, are the two GMs that have proven the most in the league that they can draft players from around the edges. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. They, they have proven most out of anyone. Before KD and Kyrie went to the um, Brooklyn Nets, you had the Jared Allen, the Karis LeVert draft picks. Over in um, Denver, MPJ, yes, he fell to him. Murray, he was the seventh pick, but I think that was a bit of a reach. And most importantly, Nikola fucking Jokic. He, he can draft around the edges. But, just gave away all these first-round picks. They want to play this Twin Towers thing. I am terrified of the idea of Cat defending fours. That is... I, I don't know how that works. I... It could work in their favour. Not defending, but the fact that fours have to defend him. Yeah. But then it takes him away from the basket. He's a great shooter. He never, it, he's fantastic under yeah. the ring. I don't know. I th- he never want he ne- he's he's never liked going on the ring, but it seems. I feel like every time I watch a Wolves game, he's fucking chucking deep twos and chucking. They are going to be a good team without any depth. Their starting team's going to be fucking pretty lit, but they're going to have to solve some roster issues now because they gave away. I honestly think you could have got this deal done with like two of those players and two of the picks three of the picks i just don't know who they were betting who they were against in this trade like may- i can't maybe the bulls yeah maybe i i can't think of it maybe it is it is i don't know what Denny does in these phone calls to get deals like this over the line but it's absolutely insane that he is responsible for one of the craziest trades already in NBA history, swirling the nets and creating Boston's future that they're now living out. And he's just done, he's just topped it. 
he's topped it with this one. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna read to you this Rudy Gobert contract, okay? So he's this is age thirty. This contract ends when he turns thirty three, nearly for thirty four. Thirty eight million, forty one million, forty three point eight million, forty six point six million. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I don't think D'Angelo is around by the end of that roster, by the end of that contract. I could see a competitive season where they fizzle out the first round again and then some stars want to leave. Cat leaves. Well, he just signed a new contract. Cat, Cat doesn't leave. Cat just signed a new contract. I forgot about that. <laughs> Scratch that. My bad. Anyway, I can't see this lasting is what I'm trying to get at. This is... And you, you know what? Like, honestly, it, probably the money didn't work. Would you have rather kept Patrick Beverly and traded D'Lo? Uh, yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I'd rather do that. But I don't like I don't like D'Lo at all. Pat Bev gives a fuck about Minnesota, which is crazy. I Vanderbilt is a big loss. He's I I think I actually told you when we were playing fantasy that I was like. I was looking at some backup centers for my team, and Vanderbilt was going on this little run, and I just was like in this stretch. I was watching YouTube van- uh, videos of Jared Vanderbilt. The dude can fucking play. Yeah, that's a hard one. That oh, man, I don't know. So their starting five is D'Lo, uh, Edwards, best uh, Academy Award winning actor Edwards, Carl um, <laughs> Anderson, Academy Award nominee. <laughs> Soon to be winner. Kyle Anderson, Cat, and Gobert. Man. Yeah. Ugh. They're going to be good, and they're probably going to be better defensively than Utah were. Yeah. There's more. Actually, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is a good um, player. Yeah. Like, defensively. Cat, Cat isn't. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say, Cat's still not awesome defensively. He's better, but he's not awesome. Now, look, I, I think you need to move D'Lo somehow. Yeah, they need, I think they but need to get off D'Lo too. This brings back the problem, and now this is a great segue into the Hawks trade. The The problem I have with both of these trades, and I, DeJounte Murray is one of my favorite players in the league, and I've said numerous times that I'd love him on the Cavs. But the problem with these two trades... These are one win away trades. I mean, one trade away trades. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them are trades. When you give up this much compensation, these are trades... Because people keep comparing the DeJounte Murray one to the Drew Holiday one. And if you're doing that, you're purely doing that off the basis that DeJounte Murray and Drew Holiday are comparable players. The whole thing with the Bucks, they were one trade away. That trade for Drew Holiday is what put them over the top. That hasn't done that over in the Hawks. You've still got the Bucks. You've still got the Celtics. you got the Brooklyn Nets for now. Granted, they'll fuck off. Um, you've still got the Heat. Over in Minis- um, on the West right now, the Timberwolves, yeah, you got Rudy Gobert. Fucking, do we want to go through all the play- all the other teams that are still in your way? You're giving up yeah. that much first-round pick compensation, and we've also got the Kevin Durant thing over on the side that it shows you when you mortgage your future like this, the shit that can yeah. happen. Mate, I love DeJounte Murray. 
he fucking didn't do much in terms of improving wins for the Spurs. Like the the Hawks had a were one one or forty three and thirty nine last year. Do I see Dejounte Murray tipping them over much there? Not really. In such a competitive East, too. That's what I mean. Yeah. I like that Timberwolves one. I will C minus for the Timberwolves. I'd give that. You argue. I th- I th- I think it's a D. Yeah. I I think they've given away so much to the point where I think they could be in a couple tr- in a, some some big trouble mm. come a couple years from now. I'll give them a C minus because I reckon it will it will prove their regular season and they're getting an all star. But in terms yeah. of the fact that you've got draft compensation attached to another team till twenty twenty nine, that's seven years away. On a center yeah. that can't catch. Oh, mate. On a like, do you see them outperforming the Jazz over the last few years in any way? Like, do they make it any further in the playoffs than the Jazz did? Yes, I, I, I'll I'll give them yes. Like I. I can see them making it to the second round, but you, you still need to address your defense because the problem with the Jazz was is that Gobert would get run off the floor because they had no perimeter defense. Yeah, the Timberwolves have like Delo's a fucking he got better this year, but he's still it was like the cat progression like he went from terrible to bad defender. They got Anthony Edwards, who let's be honest. The Wolves lost a fucking playoff game because of his defensive decision. They did. He fucking cheated, and um, Ja Morant got a free lane to the hoop. Yeah. And you got Kyle Anderson, who was called slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. Man, you need better defense. Um, and the Jazz man traded to Denny. Like, he must hang up the phone and just go, like, we got him. Like... It's it must be like a Jordan Belfort selling penny stocks sort of scenario. Yeah. Like he, everybody in the office is just sitting around the phone while he's talking, and they're just going, "Holy shit!" Um, yeah, Trader Danny wins again. Wins again. Oh, yeah, that's an A. Go kick rocks. A A plus. A A A plus. A plus. Yeah, A plus. Um, Murray, quickly, we'll do this. We're running over time. I love it basketball-wise. Trey Young has shown no indication that he will play off ball. Hopefully this pushes him to do that. I reckon everyone gives him future Steph Curry. No, so far he is the less, the smaller, less athletic Russell Westbrook. Yep. If you don't believe me, go look at his off-ball stats. He he has to play off-ball for the... They both do, but I'm more inclined to think Deontay leans in that a bit more. Trey has to play off-ball for this team to work. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I rec- I sorry to bring up the Cavs. That's why I reckon it was perfect for the Cavs. Darius Garland has showed more commitment to moving off ball than Trey Young ever has. Yeah. Um, but the Hawks will be good. I reckon they'll be a top four team. I reckon they'll improve. Again, don't think they'll do much in the playoffs. Yeah, I could see them. I could see. I think yeah, yeah, top four, five in the East. And I'm looking at like a second round exit. Yeah. Um, only thing I'll say about Spurs, I would have gone for Kevin Herter. I feel like the picks are great, but 
just getting Danilo Gallinari, I think, was a bit of... I get what they're doing. They want to be really bad so they can go for Waniyama. But I think he probably could have got one of those good wings from the Hawks. Yeah. I think that, yeah, again, I think they're just looking for the least amount of return as possible in terms of actual serviceable players. But yeah, you're right. You are right. Um, they got Danilo Gallinari, a 2023 first-round pick, um, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2026 pick swap, and a 2027 first-round pick. Yeah. That's pretty good return for them. That is a team selling high on a good young player and... A, pl- a young player that doesn't suit them. So, and it doesn't seem like there's any ill will to the fact that he got traded or anything. It seems like they were all very open with the fact that it's just two different goals at the moment for both the player and the organization. Yeah. Um, who wins it? Um, I think as of right now, Atlanta win it. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, I think this is going to look really, really good for the Spurs. How mad are you at the Haw- if you're the Hawks about this Kevin Durant thing coming out just after you make this trade? Yeah, if I'm the Hawks or Minnesota, I am absolutely punching air right now. But, you know, they've made their bed, they've got to line it now. Yeah, um, I agree. I think the Hawks have won it for now, and I think the Hawks will win it in the short term, but I do not see them... Like, I don't see them making the conference finals. No, neither. Not at all. Especially with how the East is. Free agency. We had some... Uh, oh, you think after going into free agency, the fucking trades wouldn't be the big talking point. But I guess for you and I in particular, we do like these little fringe players around the side, and that definitely was that in free agency with um, the big names kind of already deciding that they were going to stay uh, uh, aside from DeAndre Ayton so far. Mate... What is your thoughts on the free agency? As a whole? Yeah, well, is there any particular move that you like the most? Um, I think Zach Levine should have left. I don't think he should have stayed. Mm. But I'm happy for him to forget the bag. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Um... I just think the league would have been way more interesting if he had left the Bulls and gone to somebody like a Cleveland or a Spurs if they kept Deontay or like something like that, you know. Mm. So, but with yeah, I don't think the Bulls is going to be much of the same as they were last year. So that's kind of disappointing, but also you know good on them. At least they'll be competitive for the next few years. Yeah. Bruce Brown to the Nuggets for two years, 13 mil. Yeah, I wanted Bruce at the Celtics. He's he's good. He's really I like good. Bruce Brown. Says some dumb shit, e.g. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but... I can't believe how young he is. I didn't realise that he's 25. Yeah. Um. Uh, all the uh, Golden State players getting paid is fair enough. Auto Porter, what did he get? Two years. It's, uh, literally looking at it right now, it says two years slash TBD. I think he got a mid level. Yeah. I think he got the mid level from Raptors. Yeah, I think so too. So that's that's a good signing by the Raptors. Otto Porter was really reliable. Mm. I think Gary Payton went to the Blazers. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, Blazers. Uh, like three years, twenty one. Uh, something 27, like that. Twenty seven. I think. Twenty seven. I love. He's probably actually a, another very highly thought of player on my end. 
Gary Payton. Um, yeah. I would pay him that money. Do I think the Trailblazers should have been the team paying that money? Three is 28. I don't think the Trailblazers should have been the team paying him that money. No. I think that's worth it on the right team, and that is not the right team. Yeah, I, I can so see this contract in the next, in two years from now, them going, this contract sucks. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which sucks, because he's, he's a good player. He's a great he player. Hard. He is a great player. Um, Jay Sean Tate, back to the Rockets. I really like that. I have a lot of time for Jay Sean Tate. He is mm-hmm. a good player. Um, yep. Rockets are looking really good right Rockets now. Rockets looking really Pistons good. Pistons are looking really good. Um. Joe Ingles with the greatest announcement ever. <laughs> Shout out um, his wife Renee who announced his uh, contract with the Bucks. I think that is a perfect signing for the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. Great signing. Upset that I have to now compete against Jingles. Oh mate, he just fits in perfectly. He, I think, uh, Tim McMahon. Not Tim McMahon. Rob Mahoney said it best. I thought. Um, he takes away those possessions on the box end where you sit there and you're going, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, he's he is a really smart basketball player. He's seasoned. Uh, he's going to slide in that team perfectly. And we're honestly the only... It, just hopefully he, he hasn't got any like lingering effects from the injury or it hasn't slowed him down too much because he was already slow-mo Joe. But, um, you know, hopefully he's still able to compete at that level because it'll be awesome for him. Honestly, how much slower could he be? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm like. He's already playing at a snail's pace. And I guess for him as well, he gets to go to a team now that can cover him defensively. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One one contract that has divided opinion. Um, I'm interested to see where you're at with it. Jalen Brunson, uh, you sold stock in him earlier. <gasps> Gone to the Knicks. Dog, I completely forgot this even happened. Four years, 104 to the Knicks. Yeah. This is an overpay. I, I again, I've already sold my stock on Jalen Brunson. Um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think this is worth it for him, like for the Knicks. Right now, right now, or right now, it is that contract is too overvalued. But I wouldn't have paid him that much. And it sounds like it was kind of a one horse race too. So maybe they didn't have to. I actually like it, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't. Okay. He's going to be paid as the... I think the optics of the contract is important in this sense. Firstly, the Knicks are the kings of the East. If you disagree with that, look at the last 20 years. Anything that they do, we make fun of. We do. That When you said kings of the East, I was like, they run the East. <laughs> and I was like, what? Look at the last 20 years. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then it clicked. You're talking about Sacramento. Yeah. 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 So... The optics of it, I think, is bad. Because when you look at Jalen Brunson, four years, 104, in the terms of starting point guards in the league, guess where that ranks in terms of contracts? Where? That's the 15th paid point guard in the league. And I think for Jalen Brunson, that's fair enough. It's the optics that they had to move heaven and earth to get this bloke to come, to fit the money. I think if... They had the cap space. Is that true? 15th highest yeah, paid? he'd be the 15th highest paid point guard. Wow. So I think it if, in that, if you're looking at it through that lens, it's fine. But when you look at the wider scope that they traded their 11th pick, they, um, when Jamie Duran, man, if you're paying Mitchell Robinson four years, 60 million, you might as well get this Jamie Duran kid um, center that you sent out to um, Detroit, as far as I'm concerned. 
I think it's not a horrible contract when you think he's going to be the 15th highest paid point guard in the league. No, that... Um, fuck no. He's... Yeah. Wow. That changes your mind a bit on it? Uh, not. Too, I still think he's overvalued. I still don't think by the end of this contract, the Knicks fans are going to want him around. Yeah, I can see it going... Kyle so- Lowry's making some fucking money. Wow. Yeah. Russell Westbrook's making some fucking money. Um, and it's not like that list is like too agree to see though. Yeah, it's not. Um, do you see Jalen Brunson making an All Star team now he's in the East? No, nah. no. Nah. I I don't see him making an All Star team. I guess from a Knicks fan's perspective, um, this is the first decent point guard you're gonna have since Lin Sanity for two weeks. But look, I I I like it. I don't love it. I think you're right to sell stock in it. Um, yeah, they need to move off Randall, but that's all right. Um, I don't get the four years, sixty million from Mitchell Robinson at all. Like at all, would you give that much? Money He's to him? Mitch. Mitch Robinson's a good player. Again, I don't know if the salary is quite worth it, but I love Mitch. He's good, and if that's what they need to pay to keep him around, I'm for it. I suppose. Is there um, any other contracts that you're... Is there any contracts that you're like, oh, why'd you do that? Um, not that I can think of. There's two. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you go. I got two. Yeah. Three is 33 for PJ Tucker, who's 37. Oh, yeah. That was fucking stupid. I forgot about that, too. Uh, like, yeah, PJ Tucker. Great. Great, like, uh, like absolute dog. Has had a pretty good playoff run the last four years. Um, he's thirty-seven. Mm. He's not going to be. He's not lucky. He's going to be doing it day in day out, eighty-two games, four series in the finals. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, he's forty. <laughs> he's going to be forty. He's yeah, honestly so. five. Four years ago, he is perfect to put next to Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um. The other one that I is not on my list, but I I, I kind of get it, kind of don't, um, is the Marvin Bagley three years, thirty seven mil for a very good off season on the Pistons, and I don't understand why you're giving that money to Mar- Mar- that much money to Marvin Bagley, but yeah, that that's another good point. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. The worst contract this off season goes to the fucking Washington Wizards five years, two fifty one for Bradley Beal. They had to do it. 50 mil a year? I don't think Brad could have gone anywhere. Man. Oh. Anywhere that he wanted. I think he would have gone the Celtics, but I don't think there was interest there back. That was, like, reasonable. That is the second biggest contract in NBA history. Yeah. For a guy that regrets. And they're probably, they're probably still going to be in the lottery. I think that is horrendous contract. Like, I... That I, I remember re- reading and listening to stuff about how the Wizards owner, like Bradley Beal, is his favorite player of all time, and he wants to keep him around. Man, and like then you hear reports about Bradley Beal wanting to sign this contract so he can fuck off in a year. I don't know who you're trading for with fifty million dollars yeah, a year. That that contract, he's he's stuck there, or he needs to get bought out, and he won't play for like it'll be like a John Wall scenario. He's he's stuck there, but. It's but fair enough, you know. If you, if you if you're Washington, if you own a team and you love a player so much, I guess it's your prerogative. 
Man, I guess yeah, we 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 applauded um, Damian Lillard for sticking around. I guess Bradley Beal, good on you, mate. You're staying in Washington. Yeah, you're retiring at the Wizards in the lottery um, for the remainder of your career. Last thing, do you know what is the number one thing that I'm also noticing as I'm looking at all these lists? It has become such a flex. So I'm on the NBA website right now. I'm looking at a graph right now, and it's got five columns in it. And this is for all the players that have moved slash re-signed with their team, with new or old teams, yeah? Mm-hmm. Four of these are the columns. Player, previous team, new team, contract. Can you guess what the fifth column contains? Uh, I've got no idea. Reported by. Ah. Uh, okay, Yeah. So, apparently now it really, really matters if it's Shams, Adrian Wojnarowski, or anyone else that reports these contracts. It's um, completely divided the league almost, Woj and Shams, so... It's... I would be interested to see if someone has a running tally of how many stories they broke this year. Let's see if I can find anything. Look, if I was really feeling motivated, I could do this right now for every free agency thing, but just from the eye test, it's looking like um, Woj is winning it. Yeah, Woj seems to have a team to help him, and I don't think I think Shans for the most part does most of this himself. I think Shams lost a bit of credibility this year for that tweet about Kyrie Irving, though. Yeah, yeah, he did. That was led them to a second round exit. <laughs> I mean, what was it to a, a conference semifinals? In other words, second yeah. round. Um. Mate, what 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 side of the fence do you? Yeah, it's on? it's looking like it's looking like a Woj victory here. Just scrolling through the uh the news feed. What what's Chris Haynes? Chris Haynes. He's he's getting a cup. He's getting some uh some mentions here. I saw Chris Haynes, Mark Stein, Malika Andrews got the Bruce Brown one. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a Woj league. It's or it's it's been a Woj league. Like Shams is making waves, but it's a Woj league. Do you? Do you I'm just thinking, like, what, what do the what do the teams think about this? Like, why do they give so much control? Everyone talks about the agents get so much control. Why is so much control also given to Woj and Shams? Like, is there like this sort certain thing that if like a Orlando Magic, if we don't tell Woj that we're doing this, does that mean that he fucks them over in some other way? Like, I I'm thinking it from a reporter's perspective. I don't know yeah, how it, this happens. Because it seems like, at least at the start, the reason why Woj is getting all these sources is because agents, players, and teams all kind of... Because he's, he was like an independent sort of source. So he was kind of like, we can tell him this, um, help him out, because when we tell him things that we don't want public, like he's not going to break it. He, he, he's only going to break this in the interests of us. But nowadays, it feels like he's got so much agency mm. that he can kind of force things out of teams. It's it's to the point, like, especially with the draft. I think the draft, like, I was working that day and I was sitting there like, oh, I'd really like to watch, like, trying to plan my day so I could kind of watch the draft. But you really don't need to watch it anymore. No, you just got to have access to social media. Because everything, like, Woj, Woj was actually on the broadcast this year saying the, what the pick was going to be before about four or five minutes. Pretty much as the clock started. 
and he already had it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I ended up catching the first three picks, so I got to watch the Paolo pick, and but it was muted, so I had no idea who it was going to be. Yeah. And right. I tell you what, it feels it was really cool. Little like, oh my god, they actually went Paolo, like, and that's something we just don't get anymore. Yeah, it was. I remember the like, thinking back to the reporting that, like around the hour or so before. People were saying it was going to be uh, Chet first. Mm. And then it swapped to Paolo. I can't remember who broke the Chet news. Because it ended up being wrong. Well, yeah. Well, that was, yeah that, I was listening to the um, the Ringer thing on the way home. And um, they were saying how they thought Chet was going to fall to Houston at one stage then as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I think, personally... Word should such a monopoly over that he like created that sector of that that market sector of NBA reporting by himself years ago. But it's important that there's other people doing it because if he has such a monopoly monopoly over NBA reporting, that's just a dangerous thing in terms of the power that he could have over teams and players. Well, they say that he is the thirty first franchise in the league. Like that, that yeah. is something people have said. Yeah, which is a scary thing to think about because, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about Watch personally. Like, could be an awesome guy, could be a terrible guy, but just the worst version of that situation is pretty scary to think about. Well, the thing is, is the the way he was known about, he used to be the grumpy reporter that used to call out teams all the time. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. where he cut his teeth. Like he was yeah, on Yahoo that was way back in the day. Yahoo, yeah. and he used to. He was known for fucking putting people on blast so he must have like he must have something in him shams is a he's i think he's only a bit older than us actually shams yeah he is he's 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 a young fellow um but he i remember watching that um top 75 draft thing that the nba did mm. and he was literally like working as he was like texting the entire time on his phone as he was doing it yeah well he's um what was i gonna say yeah he he's a young dude but um oh, I was gonna say he's re- represents um clutch. He's he that's his management management. Yeah. So I, yeah, which makes sense because clutch is like half the league at this point. Yeah. Well, fucking the Lakers signed another clutch player in Lonnie Walker. Yeah. And I think Scotty Pippen's son's also represented by him. They're gonna they might as well just call it the LA Clutch. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, is there any other? Fuck, Chris. I just realized Chris Boucher got fucking three years, thirty five. That's. That's, did he really? Yeah. He's not worth that. <laughs> where, where at? At, at the Raptors still? Gary Harris got two years, 26 mil to stay at the Magic. Who are you betting against? Like, who's giving him that anywhere else? What the fuck? Okay, would you rather have Gary Harris two years, 26, or Dante DiVincenzo two years, nine? Dante. They fill the same role in a good team. That's ridiculous. Whatever. Yeah, that is silly. I can't believe Chris got that much. Would you rather Nick Batum, two years 22, or Bruce Brown, two years 38? <laughs> wow, man. Like, Bruce Brown's a guard, but he plays like a wing. He plays like a center sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's mad. I can't... Yeah, man. Some of those, some of those contracts are bogus, the more you think about it. Fucking hell. There is, like... Isaiah Hartenstein, two years 16, or JaVale McGee, three years 20. 
<laughs> I'd say Hartenstein. <laughs> who's paying? Who's paying Javon McGee twenty years? So, Phoenix. Uh, Mavericks to be their starting center. Wow. <laughs> what? Okay, la- we're going to end it on this last one. We're running way over time. If you're still yeah. listening to us, appreciate you. Love you, Lou Dort. Five years, eighty-seven. People either love it or hate this. I actually really love it. He's improved every yeah, so, year. Yeah, so do I. He's improved every year. Yeah, I think it's worth it. If you're, I think it's... Yeah. If, if you're chucking Norman Power five years 90, I'd be more than happy to give Lou Dort five years 87. Yeah, that's... Lou Dort's great. Um, important position. Covers pretty much everything on an NBA court. And it's not like the OKC, OKC are like competing for a championship or anything at the moment so happy with that they need to spend the money somewhere thank you for listening to this week of the or this episode of the just another basketball pod uh tommy again not here miss you mate uh see you next one jackie boy thank you again thank you all right we'll see uh see how quickly this kevin durant trade happens after we post this see you next week Boom, boom, boom. That one felt really good. Yeah, that was good. All right, I'm going to stop recording now.